Welcome to Top Worst Whatever, the podcast where we rank and discuss the top and or worst of whatever it is my guest wants to talk about. I'm your host, Jake, and joining me this week, we have Joe Lawhon to discuss the five worst TV series endings of all time. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Why don't you go ahead and give everyone a little introduction. Uh, tell us who you are. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, my name is Joe Lawhon. I part-time, kind of like theology, politics, extremely online. My handle Twitter, uh, Paleo Mexicano, but I also definitely got views on the worst of things, so I am probably more than my view on the best of things. Yeah, I think, especially among us extremely online millennials, we're, we're very good at talking about things that we hate, so this should be good. Right. So tonight we're going to be discussing our five worst TV series endings. It's a, a pre- pretty popular topic right now. So let's just dive right in. Go ahead and what's your what's number five on your list of, of the worst TV yeah. series endings? Number five would have to be, like my list isn't definitive because I like I know like some shows are universally panned their ending and I just haven't seen them. Right. Number five though definitely has Scrubs. Mm-hmm. Like so I enjoy the show kind of somewhat casually, but like I, I think I've seen most episodes. And, like wasn't religious in following it, but I, I mean, it was funny. I wasn't expecting a lot out of it. My low bar was, and then season eight finished it terrific wrapped up all the plots as far as i cared about them and then you have season nine season nine is scrubs season nine the search for more money so <laughs> yeah. almost all the main characters are gone it's in a new hospital it's a bunch of people i don't care about dave franco's in it and it just sucks and so it was just it was like a zombified cannibalized frankenstein's show. it was just it was like totally even the writers say can we call it something else They're like no it's got to be scrubs and so it was just no one cared about it, it was this it was just so weird that they did that. Yeah, I, I agree. And I have Scrubs on my list as well. Scrubs is actually okay. my number three show. But it's, oh, nice. it's so strange because I, I was a big Scrubs fan. I've seen okay. every episode, at least you know through the, the main eight seasons, at least once, many of them multiple times. One of my favorite shows. And you're right, season nine, it's just so strange. And if you look at everyone, the creators talking about it after the fact, it's supposed to be it was supposed to be sort of like a spinoff. Which, if you if you look at it like a spinoff, it's it's not awful, uh-huh. but but the way that it put forward and having the Scrubs name on it and everything, it, it was a an unnecessary continuation of the show, and and for that reason, it was just such a, a major disappointment. I felt like season eight ended things really satisfactorily, especially with. Oh. JD's character, he had all these possibilities in front of him, but they left it open-ended where you just, you know, kind of feeling good about about him and his possibilities for the future. And right. then coming back, they had to, like, give some solid answers for that. And I think that's a major problem we'll kind of get into with a lot of these things is that whatever is in your head is is probably better than what the writers are going to be able to put out there. And so whenever you they're kind of forced to come back and answer some questions that they didn't have solid answers for... Uh, it leads to problems. Yeah, I definitely think like, and that was something that didn't seem very prominent. So they kind of almost had to like retcon answers to these questions. Like, okay, well, uh, I guess it's this now. And it's like, well, that kind of takes like, like you said, it kind of takes away my imagination of the show. And so it's 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 cheaper than whatever you thought of. And I, I think that's pretty common problem with with shows is, and I have a lot of sympathy for television show writers because it's such a you know complicated situation and, and you have to be flexible like you never know you you can come into a show thinking you have a great idea and you never know if you're going to get a second season or you know, you're going to get renewed but you never know how long it's going to last and so it's hard to to do a really solid planning of things in advance but this was just it was such an unforced error it felt like yeah exactly so for 
for my number five show, I have Seinfeld. And so okay. th- this is one this is one where it's just just the finale itself, not necessarily the final season that people sure. take issue with. And there's you'll see lots of different complaints about the ending of Seinfeld. I don't have a ton of problems with you know the fact that they ended up in jail for being terrible people. I'm fine with that. My okay. the reason why it's it's number five on my list is just the fact that the fi- the finale of Seinfeld, you know, one of the biggest most influential television shows and sitcoms of all time the finale was a clip show sure okay and i i just find that terrible and insulting okay so like i've i'm used to people saying so i i really like the finale used to be saying it sucked because it ends on the same conversation about the buttons or they're in jail but i've not heard that objection before so is it you didn't like that it, it brought up everyone they've wronged and they don't really devote much time to anybody they just kind of there's a parade of everybody from newman to Babu to all these guys, is mm-hmm. that it? Yeah, it, it's just that it didn't it didn't do anything new. It didn't give like a big send. Okay. send out. It, it was like I said, it, it was it's a clip, it's a clip show. It's all recycled stuff from the past, and especially and I didn't have to experience this because you know I was I, I was not watching the finale live when it came out. I was only eight years old or whatever. I think I was watching Seinfeld later in life. But from doing my research and and looking at people's reactions to this sort of thing, apparently, like the the whole basically evening and the hour leading up to finale, they were doing this sort of best of things and clip shows beforehand, and then just led into a finale that was itself a clip show. Huh. Okay. Yeah. You know, I am not. That's that's a new objection. I, I do. So, do you think it would have been better had they just crashed? Like they're t- they're arguing about Ted Dance and has his own plane, and bam, it just crashes. Uh, yeah, I'd be fine so with that. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I'm gonna have to give that some thought because I have actually like I liked I liked the bit right that it's mm-hmm. a show about him in jail over a petty offense, arguing about the same crap. They're not very good people. I like bringing mm-hmm. it back to that. Yeah, so, but I. I'm not ready for that one. I'm gonna have to dwell on that. Well, thing. and and just kind of go off, you know, this this idea that it's a show about nothing, okay. which I, I'm fine with. And I think that's great. If if that is true, though, I think the finale actually runs counter to that theme of Seinfeld because it it turns it from a show about nothing into this is a show about terrible people doing terrible, you know, just being terrible New Yorkers. And that's and if if you want to say that that's what the show's about, that's fine. But that's not what Seinfeld was selling itself as it was a show about nothing and and the making the ending like that gave gives the show sort of retroactively a theme that that it wasn't really building to for forever okay huh you know I'm gonna have to think oh, I like that that is that is because uh, I'm always used to the more basic objections mm-hmm. I was just like being a contrarian go no I, I thought that it was terrific how it ended so I'm gonna have to think on that I, I was ready to agree heavily I'm, I'm not sure what I'm, I'm glad we can have some, some new some new objections and ideas on on the show here. So let's go ahead and what's your number four? Yeah, for me, number my number four is How I Met Your Mother. So I I got more throughout high school and then dropped off and I thought, okay, the season finale is coming up. I should or I should watch the last season. And I thought, oh, maybe I've missed. And I went, oh wow, really did so much. Like I I get that like there were technically plots that happened, but I I, I didn't feel like I was. Re- like, oh, whoa, I don't understand the show, or there's these character dynamic, dynamics I don't really grasp. Like, oh, no, you can jump right back into it. And, like, what, the titular character is in it for, like, the equivalent of 10 seconds. The, the mother passes away, like, almost felt like a me uh, after building up to it for so many And then it seemed like, to me, a big character development the entire show, that Ted and Robin were not good for each other. They were good friends, mm-hmm. and that was the issue. It, it was kind of like, they don't, the two, two of the main characters don't have to, you know, even the two more emotionally developed characters don't have to be together and then 
It was, uh, never mind, actually, in the middle of me telling this long story. It turns out, you know what? Yes, we are right. And it just seemed kind of a cop-out a little bit. I wasn't, like, as emotionally. I know they were, like, too emotionally devastated that the mother died or something. But it just seemed kind of lame. I don't know. It, it just, it was, like, okay. You know, like, and reevaluate the entire show. Like, that, was the show ever that good? And I went back, and I'm like, no, nothing changed. Maybe I changed. You know, I put away childish things or something. I'm like, there's, like, eight jokes. It felt like sometimes that just Pete, you know, everyone doing the same things, Barney and et cetera. So, yeah, maybe the finale wasn't that bad in hindsight, but maybe, like, I, I don't think a finale should reevaluate whether or not the entire show sucks. So, that's definitely number four. I wouldn't put it higher, but it, it just, it was unfulfilling and then made me kind of jaded about the show was bad. Yeah, and so this is going to be an interesting one for me because, and I, I, I debated on the placing, but I, How I Met Your Mother as on my list, I actually have How I Met Your Mother as number one on my list okay. as, as the worst ending. Because I, I was a a very big how much your mother fan i was not the mother dying was not like you said it, it wasn't like emotionally devastating to me it was just I mean, it, it felt like an awful bit of writing and all this stuff that you're saying about robin and them realizing that they're not good for each other is true and the problem with this is that finale they they have recorded the reaction of the kids characters way back early and so they basically just kind of locked themselves into this ending even though as the show kept getting kept getting renewed and ended up being you know one of cbs's longest running comedies ever and the characters evolved and changed they just they they didn't change with with the show and with the audience they they stayed locked into this you know this twist idea that they had and thought was very clever from the beginning even though the relationship between barney and robin was great which that's the other another awful thing is the entire last season takes place over the weekend of barney and robin's wedding and then yeah. in the last, you know, in the, in the first half of the last episode, it's like, oh, never mind, they're divorced now. Yeah, it it seemed very flippant, like, and I'm not expecting like a from uh my comedies, but it it just seemed very unserious. It was like kind of how Friends, right? That were like acted all these things. Yeah, and and the thing the the thing that really put it at number one for me was kind of like you mentioned, it it did it did make me reevaluate and it and it colored negatively my opinion of the show as a whole which i loved and there's i think there's so many great episodes of the show you know and especially for for a comedy the episode where marshall's dad dies is one of the most emotionally affecting pieces of television that i've ever seen i can watch that episode or, or that series of episodes you know dealing with when his father dies and then in the aftermath of that i will cry like a baby every single time and so there there are so many highlights in this show and the fact that they the, the the finale tarnished all of that is what pushed it all the way up to the top for me is that it wasn't just a bad episode or a bad season but it it completely changed the lens with which you view the entire rest of the show yeah i think that's going to get to when i get to my number one because it's just there's nothing it's like when they write themselves into a box and then mm -hmm. you're like well that actually kind of messes up the thing now <laughs> like right. i can't back now yeah. right it and it, it's so tough and again just the idea that this show is how i met your mother the mother you know barely appears before getting killed off and the the really the show really is hey kids is it okay if i hook up with your aunt robin right <laughs> which is uh you know not not as catchy a title no it well because it's like i think maybe the writers didn't know what to do with her when she showed up mm -hmm. it's like what if waiting for godot to godot just is there yeah, you know, like I feel like that might be difficult, but it's not like they didn't have enough to get ready for that in some way. That, well, that and is... and the problem is when when she showed up, the actress I think Christina Melodi is her name. She had fantastic chemistry with both T 
Ted and, and, and the group as a whole, that they absolutely could have made her a part of, of the of the gang and, and seen that growth. And I, I think they had great chemistry. And she not only had great chemistry with Ted, but she had great chemistry with, with the group. And they absolutely could have done that. And they they decided not to. For yeah, it, it's, yeah it's like unforced errors is kind of just a recurring theme slash a bummer. Moving on, my number four is Battlestar Galactica. Okay, I did not see that. So this is another one where it's a fantastic show. I think it's one of the most bingeable pieces of genre television. Absolutely fantastic TV show. And the ending just absolutely ruins it. So I know you haven't seen it. And unfortunately, you know, hopefully I'm not ruining things for you by talking about how the ending ruins it. But... So basically, it's a you know it's a science fiction show and science fiction show, but it's also sort of a mystery. You're trying to figure out what's going on with these people and scions and everything. the The final episode, basically everything is solved by a a, a pretty literal Deus ex machina. You know, ba- basically the answer to everything is God did it. Which I mean, I I'm fine with God doing things as as a as a Catholic, but it's a kind of lazy bit of science fiction writing. Um, right. And and it's all these sorts of things. So, and it turns out, you know, there's all these sort of mysteries like, okay, why do these people, this the science fiction culture from a different galaxy, like, why do they have bits of our Earth culture? Like, they'll, they'll like, actually, like, quote Shakespeare or Bob Dylan or things like that. It's like, okay, there's some sort of lineage here. How, how they can, and they're searching for Earth. So you think, okay, well, they are originally from Earth and they maintain these bits of cultures. But it actually turns out in the end that they're, our ancestors and they landed up on earth and one of this this uh one of the characters is actually basically eve uh and they're they're the ancestors of of humanity and the the reason why they know shakespeare and things like that is not is because it's a part of like our genetic collective unconsciousness and like these ideas actually passed down through the collective unconsciousness of humanity and and you know bubbled up in shakespeare or bob dylan or whatever it's just it's it's just a mess yeah, that it almost like that doesn't make it like yeah. these ideas passed down. It just kind of ch- whoever you're quoting, like okay, they weren't actually that interested, just a conduit, tapped into mm-hmm. vibes that all that. Wow, that that that's kind of a bummer because the idea of like that's kind of what I liked about Firefly was it was the western set in the future and there's kind of the Sino-American blend and you're trying to kind of there's like you, like you said a lineage that makes it interesting. Yeah, <laughs> the what you just described sounds like. I don't know. Not as I don't know. I have a word, but not as good. Yeah, I mean, and there's and there's you know, and it's when I talk about the literal Deus Ex Machina, like when they arrive on Earth, they're like amazed, like oh, it's a miracle that you know somehow we're like they're able to breed, you know, interbreed with the you know the humans that are there, you know, three hundred thousand years ago, or I guess it's one hundred fifty thousand years ago. Um, but you know, it's like, well, yes, it was a miracle because God literally did this. Like He made sure that your species and the and the humans on this Earth are able to breed, so you can be the ancestors of of modern humanity it's just it's it's crazy it's all over the place it ruins again was up to that point an absolutely fantastic piece of science fiction uh, storytelling we've already done my number three which was which was scrubs what's your number three i mean i'm debating back and forth i'm gonna say Mad Men. okay so i i, you know, I got into the show in college i will unashamedly show framed a lot of my personal aesthetic that i enjoy Mm-hmm. And part of that was I got like a job out of college, like how not lame for myself. Um, and so that helped. But I, I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was character development. I thought it was interesting, this idea of uh, kind of a tragedy, you know, this guy kind of ruining life and maybe potential for some kind of uh, redemption. 
and kind of trying to navigate the collapse of, you know, a very confident America in the 50s, the 60s, like all of that insufficiality of, of Madison Avenue, it was all super interesting. I, mm-hmm. I really liked it. And obviously gimmick, you know, like, oh my gosh, she's looking well pregnant. That's crazy. But I enjoyed this. And I actually, there was actually a lot about the that I did enjoy. I thought mm-hmm. it did a good job with Joan and Sally and a lot, a lot of these female characters and Peggy. I thought it did a fairly decent job of how it and uh, not like they knocked it out of the park by any stretch, but it, it was interesting. But your main character, they just completely biffed it. I mean, what? And they've been kind of doing that since, like, I think it's scene six. Megan messed up his first marriage onto the second one, uh, so to speak. You know, you're like, OK, but there is like a redemption arc. He is becoming a better person. He's confessed to his to Megan, who he actually is. So, like, he is trying to be better as the world falls around him or something. I'm like, okay, this, this is interesting. And then you're like, nah, actually, he's back up to his old ways. And so it, it just kind of limps on as far as his own character development at the end. And then it just becomes absurd. I don't know if you saw the ending. See, I watched maybe the first couple episodes of Mad Men. I was watching it with my wife, and she was she was not digging it. And so we, we never, never continued, and I never got the chance to go back and watch it on my own. Yeah, so, I mean... It's worth a watch, in my opinion, but the ending is bad because it, it, so ultimately, you know, the, he gets exposed, you know, routinely, um, his kids, you know, don't respect him, um, kind of runs away. There's this kind of this cyclical thing where he has this crisis and runs away and drinks a little bit and then comes back and, and comes up with a bad idea. And in finale, he's basically just 100% re-collapses again. You know, his, his life collapses internally again. He flees out to California, kind of does this hippie commune. He finds out that his uh, ex-wife Betty is dying of cancer. He kind of has this pathetic phone call with his old, eldest daughter who's growing up. And then he cries with a stranger, meditates. And the show ends on that technical of him meditating, kind of smiling. And then they show the Coke ad, I'd like to buy the world a Coke. Invitation to go work on Coke at this other... Um, as is reference so it's 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 pretty people are like oh that's pretty ambiguous to me it wasn't very obvious don works on that coke ad and so you're, you're just left one and there are people who liked it for some reason but you're left wondering okay so all this character development what did it actually lead to right all the lying and self obvious and whoring and drinking led to i guess a a decent coke ad in the 60s that that was it like i mean if if, if that was painted as a tragedy like wow what a well everyone else got better that would be kind of interesting Campbell, the really weedy Eddie Haskell type character, ironically has like a redemption arc. So like that would be kind of interesting if everyone else gets there besides Don and Don just come stays the worst so bad. But they paint it as a, a wow, he really turned it around in the end. It, it was just it was so cheap. I, it was it was cynical. It, it didn't really resolve his relationship with any of the main characters. And yeah, I, I and it was just and I think it was just lazy, right? Like at the end of one of the first seats, he has a moment similar to that. Where he's working on um, like basically a carousel for um, slideshow for showing pictures. And so working on it and showing his own pictures may realize the value of his own family. And that's kind of the start of what you do redemption are. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a worse version of that, except with a real ad that actually existed. It was, it was just kind of I, right. I don't know, heartening. I was like, well, that was kind of for nothing, to be honest. If that was one of the side characters, that would have been okay. But it, it wasn't the main character who is no more better for going through this entire show. Yeah, well, and I mean, for me, just kind of hearing you talk about that. You know, my read on that is like, okay, well, so he he, he comes up with this good ad, and he kind of he kind of maybe gets back up on top of the world again. Like, what what about this makes you think that now that he's successful again, he's not just going to go back into his high living, low life kind of ways? Yeah, like so. Either if they had answered that, or said, no, 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 this is a tragedy, just on this cycle, it's all a lie, like a joke, and this matters. That would have been dark, but I could have like I could have 
that would have made sense. But everyone from the writers to John Hamm was like, no, no, this is kind of, you know, he's really pulling it out. I'm like, why, though? Yeah. Well, who cares? Is You know, his, his wife, who or his first wife, who, you know, clearly got some connection to of some kind still is dying cancer. Kids don't talk to him. I guess like it, I don't know it just seemed very hollow and painted more uh, either more with the redemption or uh, explicitly you know or at least somewhat less ambiguously saying this is um, he's a trick right I could live with that but it, just, it was very easy to right because I'm gonna make a little bit of a guess on a show that's in somewhere in your top two so let's say what is your number two before we jump into discussing number two is lost Okay, great. So let's let's have you talk about Lost because I have a guess about what your number one is, and it's also on my list. So we can we can talk about Lost and then go into the the one that we share. Totally. So Lost. Okay. So I I didn't. It's weird because I did not get. I did not watch it as it was out. I remember seeing promos and I just never saw it. So in college, like before finals, my then girlfriend, now wife, did. In hindsight, like we knew exactly what was happening. She goes, "Oh, you should start the show." I'm like, mm-hmm. "Oh, right on." got just absolutely i mean i binged the entire show in about two weeks didn't work on papers as well as i could have i mean just <laughs> yeah. bailed on every full-blown i looked like the conspiracy guys in x files just sitting in my dark dorm trying to finish the show and what made it more interesting it was every episode it got more implausible You're like oh my gosh how on earth like this happened like wild and you really it comes down to the theranos of shows They're like they never had it. They had no mm-hmm. idea how to end. They never had a co- coherent. Half the last season shown stuff that didn't happen, right? right. That alternative sideline. And then the one ending sorting made sense. Like people were asking the writers, like, oh, is it kind of like a karmic purgatory, the island? Is that what they're mm-hmm. doing? They're not allowed to die? And they're like, no. They're like, okay, well, crap, that would have made sense. <laughs> it's still been that good, but it would have, okay, I could have accepted that. And you're like, no, that one ending that made sense, nah, it's not. And it just blows me away. Like people. There was a team of writers, there were emails, there were memos, there were meetings, and no one stopped to think, does anyone have an ending that makes sense? And when everyone just went, ah, let's just, like, it, it, was, yeah. it was such a gut punch, because I went, oh my gosh, what if I invest hours? Yeah. So- Lost, Lost was, you know, the honorable mention on my list. I, I would have put it number six if we were doing more. I didn't watch most of it live, but like you, I, before the final season came out, my girlfriend at the time and I, we, we binged all you know, all of the previous seasons, like, similar to you over, you know, a period of, of two weeks or so leading up to the final season. And yeah, just the, the same the same sort of feelings that you could tell that I feel like with that purgatory thing, it was sort of like, this is the thing that makes sense. And people were starting to guess it. And they were like, oh, well, we can't do something that people would guess. And so we have to just change it go with something else because we don't want to be we don't want people to guess what is going on. Yeah, got to subvert expectations. Yeah, yeah, it's it really was just like there it's so easy to to just keep coming up with new mysteries and and things like that but it's like they didn't realize that at some point you know, ideally you have to come up with satisfactory answers for them right um, and it, it's you know it's it's sort of like a ponzi scheme of of television writing totally yeah that's exactly how it felt excellent so let's uh, move on what is your number 1 all right, so predictably it is Game of Thrones. Okay, and Game of, Game of Thrones on my list. It was I, I put it on at number two, and I, I struggled between Game of Thrones one or two versus How Much Your Mother. And the reason I put How Much Your Mother above it was, like I said, because it completely changed how I look at the rest of the show. Whereas Game of Thrones was just it had been declining, but it was just a bad season. It doesn't didn't necessarily take away from how good the earlier seasons were for me. Yeah, I. I... I put it way more unforgivable than the other one. How about your mother and like Scrubs? I could understand if people still thought what they found funny, they still found it funny, mm-hmm. right? Like the nice, like like The Office went on too, but it, like that doesn't make the early stuff bad. Same with The Simpsons or like mm-hmm. 
lost, they just never had it, right? They were just going to keep coming up with more and more mysteries with no answer. This was like, this was just so very easy to them. Like, I've, re- I've literally just seen so many, like, of randos on the internet going, oh, if they could have done this way, I'm like, wow, that would have been, like, and not even, like, a very saccharine end would have satisfied everybody. Right. Donna and their kids, you know, rule happily ever after, like, which would have still been less worse. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. But it was, it's like, I've just seen, like, fairly compelling endings for so so many people so it was just so easy to do and then they just exp- not only just did not a, a generically bad job like an astronomically almost impressively bad job and it's a it's it's high fantasy it's an epic it's about the ending. otherwise it doesn't make sense and it's right. the one thing or one of the many things that screwed up it was it was baffling i was watching with and they were just absolutely dumbfounded by how bad it was and it's it's interesting too because there all these alternate endings that people have or things like that like it's not even like it would require major changes or like you would have to go back and rewrite things from the seventh season or whatever like just even like the tiniest little things in each episode would have made such huge differences and and they couldn't even do it but you know the show i feel like had been you know declining for a while i don't think i don't think that's a controversial statement uh, especially season seven and i at the end of season seven i was i was very much kind of in the mood where like okay i'm just ready i'm ready to be done I was pretty let down by the seventh season. I didn't think it was very good, but it was kind of forgivable, at least looking forward, because you thought, okay, well, they were rushing things and whatever, they're try- trying to just tie things up for the end game. So whatever, I'll forgive it as long as they can, can stick the landing that they're they're rushing towards. And they, of course, did not do that. But the only, I mean, the only reason I watched the, this final season at this point is because I've invested so much time in my life to this story. I, I started reading the books I mean, back yeah. when I was, you know, 12 years old, I think. So, I mean, okay. seven, 17 years I've been, you know, involved in, in this story. Uh, and so at this point I was like, okay, I just I just need to, to have some form of closure because I'm I'm also, I'm not super confident that we're ever going to get a, an ending of the books from George R. R. Martin. Oh, so, no. so I was, you know, feeling like, okay, well, this is the only ending I'm going to get. So I guess I might as well watch it, you know, and be involved live at, at the end of this with everyone else who's watching. It's it's absolutely incredible how how they fumbled it that they 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 knew where they were going and all they cared about was getting there ending up in that spot but the the process to getting there was not a concern for them at all. No, and it just and it's it's one of the, it's like an un, like I've I've had like just multiple times like the last week after the, the last episode it would think new things would randomly hit me like well that doesn't make sense either like it it's the mm-hmm. point where like stopped caring about how many dumb like you know what i mean like officer okay or jamie's storyline was kind of dumb but like it all became forgivable light of how bad the plots are like who is john and what is his uh, character arc who is daenerys and this whole mad queen descent into madness and then who becomes king like who is who is a good ruler right these are like the three most important things each of them are so bad it yeah. just it just dwarfed everything else. The line that Tyrion has about about the importance of stories and and who has a better story than than Bran the Broken is perhaps <laughs> one of the dumbest lines of television ever spoken. Oh yeah. <laughs> like literally every literally everyone in that meeting had a better story than Bran. Like freaking Edmure Tully had a better story than Bran. I was a little annoyed he did not yell back Hansa in that. Like, mm-hmm. You know, I've been in a prison for some time now. You know, I think I'm going to talk a little. So how about you shut up 10 seconds? But you, you, literally everyone there, Gendry, mm-hmm. Dad, why not? Like, one there had, a, like, I remember every time it would cut to Bran and the gang north of the wall. It was just the most boring thing I'd ever seen. I, his story is he fell 
and then became lobotomized tree wizard. That's it. Yeah. That's the whole They've been hammering in now that he's not even Bran anymore. Right. And his powers in the show are so obscure and, and unclear on how they actually work. You know, it's supposed to be about being connected to the past and, and seeing that but he can see the future as well, yeah. apparently, but only sometimes when it's convenient for what the plot is trying to do, it it makes it makes absolutely zero sense. And then I mean, just the the way they they tackled, you know, there are three things that you had to resolve in this season. You had to re- resolve the the White Walkers and the Night King, which was awful. You <laughs> had to resolve, you know, Cersei and Daenerys, their conflict. And then you had to resolve who actually ends up on the throne. And it's incredible that they went over three on on that. Yeah, it just it, it like as far as like the Night King, I did like Theon's story arc. I, mm-hmm. I I dug that. I thought that was uh, extremely well done by the end. I I don't mind Arya killing him. I mean, like I I was I was excited to see it happen. I did not think that was going to happen. But it, it just seemed like no one else was super necessary then. Least of all, the guy in the wheelchair the whole time. Yeah, I, I, Theon was, I think, one of the only good things about this season in terms of character. His his arc was extremely satisfying. His The reactions, you know, the interactions between him and Sansa, I think, were, were great. His redemption was very good. But, you know, the Arya thing, I'm I'm not like, oh, well, it had to have been Jon because you know, of, of the prophecies and that sort of stuff. You know, the biggest thing is with... My the biggest issue I had with that episode, the the Battle of Winterfell, nothing mattered like, at all. Um, there are there were so many opportunities for really good character moments. Like it was such a long episode, and you know it was it was dark and hard to see what was going on, and just like these random shaky battle scenes. Like it it just kind of was a blur. But there were so many opportunities where there could have been big character moments. Where that moment where Grey Worm closes the gate, or or when they they yeah. slowly have to go out and help Melisandre light the pit, like that could have been an opportunity. Okay, this okay, this is Grey Worm's moment where he does his thing and makes a sacrifice, but it didn't matter. He, you know, nothing happened to him, and apparently, even though he closed the the, the gate behind all of the unsullied there's still most of the unsullied survived and went on to march on King's Landing. You know, all of the Dothraki were massacred at the start, but then there's still all these Dothraki somehow. There's a there's a, actually a really great moment where when John's sort of running through the courtyard trying to get to the Night King, and you know he, he kind of does the slow motion thing where he's seeing all of his friends just being completely overwhelmed by by the undead, and he he looks at Sam and sees this, and it feels like it's he's this is John making this choice that oh I'm gonna have to sacrifice my friend you know the the person i probably care about more than anyone who's been you know the closest thing to me for for years i'm gonna have to give him up i'm making this choice to let him die right now because i need to go deal with this thing that saves everyone but so he has that moment and then he doesn't deal with the night king Arya does that but also sam's fine so and that's that's just sort of that that was how everything worked in that episode yeah and it was set up for more than that like i actually really liked the episode right before uh, oh yeah, I was like, I, yeah. That, I that was that was the highlight of the season. I think. Listen up on a lot of these. Like I like, especially Brienne. She's done. That's it. Like I'm like, that's a great arc on that. It's a great arc on Jamie. It's terrific. I I even saw like a potential alternative where Jamie plays a big role in the night as as uh, taking on the Night King as a mm-hmm. uh, reprise of Kingslayer role. Like there were just so many. Yeah, it was just it was just missed opportunity after missed opportunity. Yeah, and, and not not to get too you know too fan fictiony, but there's things that you can do to make 
character motivations and actions make sense. So like if Brienne, obviously there's there's always been this sort of budding romance between Brienne and Jamie, and at this point it hadn't been consummated yet. But if if Brienne had died sacrificing herself to save Jamie, the idea that 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 is what sends him into the spiral that sends him back into Cersei's arms, that would make sense. But of course, that's not what they did. Yeah, and I mean it's the point where even the actors admitted it. They're like this, this mm-hmm. just like. In fact, the guy who played, I, I can have him from Romania or somewhere, but I, the actor who plays Jamie said, like, literally, I would argue with all the time, like, does it make any sense? Why would he? Do? They're like, yeah, don't worry about it. Say the words. And and the other thing that's so off about this is that outside of the writing, which, of course, is the most important thing, literally everything else about this season was fantastic. Yeah. The 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 set designs, you know, the, the score, the costuming, all of the production stuff was so good. And I even think in terms of, in terms of the actors, their performances were the best they've ever been. It's just unfortunate they were given absolutely terrible scripts to work with. Yeah, it was like like that was the one one of the nice things about the, the Battle of Winterfell is there were just these cinematically terrific things like mm-hmm. Melisandre lighting the pit at the yeah. last second. Like that that was I was on the seat. I knew it was going to light. Like I'm mm-hmm. not you know like, obviously it's not going to like it was still just so well done, which in a way makes it almost you're pairing this terrific wine with this of garbage. It's like, yeah. oh, why, why did you do that? Why did you, in, in a way as well, that contradicting entire purpose of the whole cycle, right? Like the whole cycle is being good alone, right? Like he does, it, it's in a way the anti-Tolkien, right? Being good mm-hmm. alone doesn't make you necessary. It's, it's not sufficient to be a good king, right? right? What's Eric Horn's tax policy or whatever? Or what was the other thing? Oh, you know, he doesn't really like the Deus Ex Machina of Dead Men of Dunharrow, right? And then yet the ending is literally that. Well, yeah. you're a kid that bad things happen to, and that makes you good. Ergo, you're good now. And God is king, or you know, a, a god-like character is king, a potentially immortal. And mm-hmm. that's it. There you go. That's the immortal God was. Um, yeah. Like it's it just, it's so, it's borderline insane. Wait, and they and they they set up this this whole final this whole final like king's council thing where they're they're picking the king. They apparently settle on this sort of like Holy Roman Empire, you know, electoral monarchy situation. They they play it up like this. Oh, this is a fantastic new age. They actually did break the wheel. Like Sansa's already seceded. There's no way that the Iron Islands and Dorne within six months are not like, uh, yeah, actually, we're we're good. We're going to go do our own thing also. Right. Uh, exactly. If anything, they've made the world less less stable and, and less peaceful completely it is, it's the as soon as i saw that ending i was like oh this is the reloading of the british civil wars mm-hmm. like you've got kingdoms that are leaving you've got a presumably absolute king that nobody likes or you know has a totally wooden personality mm-hmm. and a proto-parliament with ill-defined powers like can each brand if they don't like him anymore? well and on, on top of that they for some reason they had to explicitly announce that brand is impotent so yeah. You know, he's if if the realm doesn't fall apart, you know, within the next couple of years anyways, which is it's going to, he can't produce an heir. So what's going to happen? You know, I guess, if you know, if he's immortal, that's one thing. But, you know, their their idea is that they're going to be electing a, 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 some new king. It just it, it makes zero sense. Yeah. The like the, the cream on top. Was, Why do you think I came here line? Oh, yeah. I'm like, so wait, doesn't that make you a villain? You yes. knew. All this is going to happen. Release that piece of information to sit, to unwind John and Danu. Like a million people are going to die, and you're like, "Yep, all worth it for my job that where Pod pushes me around." I, it, yeah, it was just from start to finish. I, I was laughing, laughing at it. It would have been interesting. I, I'm not sure if it would have been good, but it would have been interesting if they actually did sort of 
make it more explicit that Bran was actually a villain, sort of controlling things behind the scenes. There was a, like a joke on you know someone sort of sort of a video edit on Twitter where that scene where Bran says goodbye to John and then he does his sort of like warging flashback and you see Bran taking over Drogon and, and he's the one that's burning down King's Landing. You know, something like that would have been funny you know, or at least more interesting. I'm not sure it would have been good, but oh, on top yeah. of that, why, why are they making it seem like a big deal that John has to join the Night's Watch? Yeah, what is the Night's Watch for? Right. There's, there's, not only is there no point to the Night's Watch, it's in the North, which is now an independent kingdom ruled by his sister. Yeah. He, can, he can just go to Winterfell whenever he wants. It's not a big deal. Yeah, and I, I, I hated that line from Tyrion where they're like, well, you know, we always need somewhere to send people. I'm like, but no, no, no. In a prison, you got people to guard it. But this is the, the prisoners guard themselves ostensibly. So... Right. Going, uh, I'm going home. Nothing. It, it was there's not a single and it's a show that constantly builds itself as smart. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is the smart person. This isn't a nerd fan, it's a smart fantasy. But then you don't bring up okay, these ostensibly smart real politic things they keep bragging about. You don't mm-hmm. bring up or resolve any of them. So it's bizarre. Yeah, and when they were using when they were sending people to the wall, they had the you know, the the sort of mythical reason for why the Night's Watch exists, which is to protect against the White Walkers, but they also had the sort of practical reason which is dealing with wildlings. And it's and neither of those are a problem anymore. They're yeah. they're allied with the wildlings and the White Walkers are defeated. So there there's there's no reason whether, you know, practical or legendary to to have it yeah it's just totally bizarre like from start to finish i like so, or like like you said like i think maybe like building up brand would have been interesting maybe that's what he'll do if he lives that long like give him some little finger type speech chaos is a ramp or whatever yeah he, <laughs> yeah and i mean i as soon as the the finale aired i did like a really quick photoshop of uh putting brand's face on the cover of god emperor of dune <laughs> uh, where he's, you know, the giant, the giant immortal spice worm. Yeah. Because uh, you know he's he's basically the 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 god emperor tree man. But it's it's insane. And the and, and the worst thing about this is it's another entirely unforced error where it's completely caused by the fact that Dan and Dave were just done and they wanted yeah. to go do other stuff. The the fact that the the final two seasons were shortened was just them deciding that, oh, we only need these many episodes to do it, which is obviously not true. They obviously needed, at the very least, season seven and eight to be a full 10-episode seasons, if not more. And it's not like HBO was like feeling the crunch and like, hey, well, we got to wrap this up. Like HBO would have been pleased to have them continue on for another three full seasons. I mean, they're doing five freaking spinoffs. Like there, there's no limitation, you know, budgetary-wise or whatever for them to wrap things up as quickly as they did yeah it was just they wanted to go do star wars like which is just okay that's fine artists get tired of doing so i i don't mind oh yeah and i i I absolutely understand that but you know but they they were done but they were also extremely prideful and unwilling to pass it on then to someone who actually wanted to give it the time and attention it deserved yeah i i assume george r R. mark finishes it but he won't he like he's written four thousand pages in his life at least in this in the main He's got. He says he's got three thousand more to go. I'm like, well, okay, but gonna happen. Most oh, drastic yeah. changes. It's not gonna happen. Yeah, it's and it's crazy. And, and I, and I mentioned I've been reading these books, you know, since I was about twelve or so, so about you know about seventeen years. Uh, and the amount of time I've had to wait between these books is insane. I think I started reading. So Game of Thrones came out in '96, Clash of Kings in '98, Storm of Thrones in 2000. So I started reading somewhere between you know 
in in the year a couple of years after Storm of Swords came out. So the first three books had come out, and then Feast for Crows came out in 2005. So I had probably been waiting for Feast for Crows for three years when it came out, and then Dance with Dragons came out six years after that, 2011, and then here we are eight years later and nothing. So we're supposed to get two more books. I don't even. First of all, I don't believe that he's going to be able to finish it in two books. But on top of that, I'm not sure he's going to live long enough to write to write even two books. Let you know, let alone the more it takes. I'm not even sure we'll ever get the next one. Yeah, like I mean, in it, I, I genuinely kind of wonder what it's done with it because he seems. It's not like he's not busy, right? He's definitely mm-hmm. doing things. So I yeah. kind of wonder burnt out on it which would be a huge drag but i mean but then just tell people right give people uh mm-hmm. we, no one wants is to have like a ghost set of watchmen type situation. and yeah some half done thing gets sent out and i mean which i mean which is what we have now right functional like is right. a t-bit so yeah it was it was something i i had gotten in reasons were done and then and then i had to wait like everyone else and so read all the books so like I, it was just a really interesting world and then it, it wasn't like mourning per se when it all ended but it was definitely like I was definitely in a funk. Like my wife and I watched Memorial Day weekend while we were packing up to move all the extended Lord of the Rings because we just I had to get something out of the taste of my. Mm-hmm. Now I'm reading them because I'm like, okay, I fantasy can be everything. Everything's okay. Well, it's interesting too because I now that this is over and I'm sort of thinking about other things. I've been looking back into Wheel of Time, which is sort of one of the next big TV shows that's going to be coming out. Amazon's producing this the series on it and that's that was sort of the first epic fantasy series that i got really into and spent you know several years waiting for books and for it to finish and that's when you know the author robert jordan died before he finished his series but luckily you know he had taken extensive notes and his his wife was his editor and they they, they picked someone to finish it and so it worked out but you know george r. r martin has made it very clear that he he has no interest in someone finishing it he doesn't really you know he doesn't he's not a an outliner he doesn't really have the full plan for how things are going to end, you know, in, in the, at least in a way that would, people would be able to use. He has apparently just the, the plot points, which is all he gave to the showrunners, and they were just kind of connecting the dots between the plot points. But you know, it's just they're never going to get a satisfactory ending for it. Yeah, it's it it is it is a shame. Like it took me a while to get that. And now now I'm just I'm like, well, that's just how it is. It'd be like that sometimes. But yeah. the beginning the beginning in the middle is good. Those first five seem enjoyable, and mm-hmm. I'll. I'll I'm going to, I'll sure I'll complain and I'll watch all the way. Like, uh, you know, I'm just <laughs> giving them my money regardless. But yeah, that's definitely unquestionable. I can see why you have, how, how many, or if someone had watched Dexter, I've heard bad things. I've also heard that. But yeah, for me, that was just unquestionably just the, so mind boggling. It, it, it came to the end where I was like, you know, I don't know that hard. It's, 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 yeah. If this, I'm like, uh, I think I might be able to, because I remember people coming at me, they're like, you think you do better? I'm like, I don't know, but someone should. And then I, at the end of that, I thought, nah. I you know give me a million dollars and five riders in a year I think maybe who knows it's hard to imagine how you could do worse and that's 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 the thing um, it, it's crazy and, and I I'm a, I'm very big into this you know, into the genre I've read all sorts of stuff and I I've studied writing and all sorts of things and on on one level it is it is frustrating to be like okay I I can write something you know at the very least that good where's my millions of dollars yeah <laughs> right where's so. my universe? Where's my Star Wars movie after? Seriously, I mean that—that's another one that I'm thinking about that in terms of, in terms of Lost and, and the way that J.J. Abrams does things. I'm really interested to see how the, the current Star Wars trilogy ends up uh, in J.J.'s hands because not to not to stray too far afield, but Episode Seven felt very much J.J. Abrams Lost-like and just kind of like, oh, let's throw out these mysteries. And so it'll be interesting to see what happens when he when he has to come up with the answers for things instead of handing it off to other people. Exactly. 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, this yeah, is a lot of a lot of a lot of fun. Anytime. And just uh, again to remind people, uh, how can they find you on the the internet if they want to follow you? Uh, hear me complain or read me complain most of the time. Uh, Twitter is probably easily the best. Paleo Mexicano. I would be inevitably complaining on a daily basis about something. Sometimes, sometimes not complain for the most part. Complain. Excellent. Well, again, it was great to have you, and uh, I will see you online, and uh, hopefully we'll uh, we'll get together again sometime and have another topic to complain about. Absolutely. Take care. You too. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Top Worst Whatever. You can follow us on Twitter at Top Worst Cast. Please make sure to rate and review us on whatever your podcast platform of choice is. Tune in next week for a new guest and a new top or worst of whatever it is they want to talk about. See you next week.